Stair Wars and the Saga of Luke Warmwater. A long time ago, within a conundrum not so far, far away from our own hearts, the timeless tale of the battle between something mysterious called the False and a man's own dark side. Okay, I'm done with that voice. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampurage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... Yep, fabulous, far-out, fable space story time, folks. With aliens and androids, good sides and bad action and romance, but since this is a podcast, you know, all audio, you know, we'll go heavy on the adventure, but a little light on the laser sabers. But right in the middle of it all is a young man who is marked. Marked, I tell you. Marked, I say. Did I say our hero was mark enough? (laughs) Marked to be the hero but he feels as productive as a zero and finds himself trapped in the middle of an empire-sized problem and not knowing which way to go, so he goes nowhere. Stuck on life's stairs, waiting for someone to hurry up and invent the escalator, but with not enough rebellious spark in him to decide between the divide, the up or the down, take a stride and choose a side. So instead, our hero in the making, as of here and now though, he just keeps making mistakes that'll never take him there. Out of staying stuck, here, take him next level, to there, to boldly go there. Oops, the whole boldly go thing? Uh, I think that was the wrong star franchise. Now, let's get to our cast of characters. They may sound familiar, but any similarity to anyone faked, factual, or farced by Hollywood is, well, well, honestly, it's no coincidence. Our main character, Luke Warmwater. He's a farm boy, too timid to choose to be either hot or cold on something, to move up or down or anywhere, so he feels stuck in the boring of middle nowhere. Kind of like Kansas. Aw, just isn't fair. No, that's not true. That's impossible. Then there's Handle It Solo, a cocky space jockey who claims he can do it all solo and alone. But everywhere he goes, he takes with him a seven-foot furry flying fashion cookie monster-like pet. I've outrun Imperial starships, 
Not the local bulk cruisers, mind you. I'm talking about the big Carillion ships now. And there's Choosy, the seven-foot furry fanged meat puppet I talked about. <laughs> we have Princess Lay It Right On Ya, the impulsive imperial princess who's 101% all in at any rave or rebellion or even Zoom group gathering that she can network through. Industrial strength hair dryer. And I can't live without it! The master. Oh, be what you can be. He's the master of motivation. He's a mix of Tony Robbins and Hannibal Lecter. He could mind trick a scarecrow. Come here, my little friend. Don't be afraid. There's see through Play Doh. The very bendy golden robot butler, forever chasing after his trash compactor sized companion through adventures of indecision. Do I go left? Right? Left? Right? The very one we're fighting against! I'm so conflicted! Aren't you detoured? The mini and mighty Maytag made best bud of see-through Play-Doh, with a distracted and diagnosed case of ADHD and OCD combines to make him the droid who always sounds annoyed. Then there's the evil Day Trader. He's the epitome of evil, one part killer and two parts capitalist, wanting to take over the universe through risky investments in big pharma, climbing to the top of the emperor's corporate ladder using his not-so-secret weapon, the Death Stairs. If you only knew the power of the dark side. And finally, there's Yogi. Well, you had to see this one coming, right? He's Yogi. Half Yoda and half Karate Kid's Mr. Miyagi? I mean, you know they're both the same character, right? How embarrassing! How embarrassing! Muppet, I am. See, thing about our story is, just like this episode of my podcast so far, never goes anywhere. Just stays right there, going nowhere. And by now, if you're tempted to spin the sound dial off or spit this episode out, good for you. So was Jesus. You're in good company. I'm not to imply that Jesus listens to Spotify, though that would be real cool. Now, Jesus had strong distaste for those, for anyone who just played it safe, going nowhere, but convincing themselves that they were right where they needed to be. Now, some will claim that the middle ground is the ideal place to place oneself, but for some, honestly, is it just the lazy hiding place? It can be. I know. I've been there. Being a centrist should be an attempt to see both sides, but not be for the purpose of hiding from the extremes of either side, out of fear or lack of confidence, one way or the other. Do not stay lukewarm, my little Jedi Knights. You always have two choices, your commitment versus your fear. And that's really what lines up with what Jesus actually said. We, and that is, if we really read it, that's by far both better and at the same time, a little more alarming to us contemporary readers. Basically, what he said was, be either hot or be cold, but don't be lukewarm water, lest ye be spat out. All right, here's what Jesus says to the church in the city of Laodicea. Quote, I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth." End quote. 
See, we don't know a lot about the Laodicean Christians. According to Jesus, they pretty much thought highly of themselves, and they considered their wealth to make themselves sufficient. There was a lot of it. Historians tell us that that city is near now what used to be, or what used to be, is now near the, the Turkish city of Denizli. Back in that day, they received hot water from about five miles away. The water came through pipes. It used a system that was originally pioneered by the Romans, and that's pretty sophisticated for the time. But unlike our water heating systems, the heat started off at one end, but it wasn't localized. It started hot, but after five miles in a wooden pipe, very little heat remained. So their water wasn't very warm when it got to them, and it wasn't cold, and it wasn't fresh. It was five miles ago. So this concept of lukewarm water, it's not a random one. Rather, Jesus makes the point to these Christians from drawing from their daily reality. The water in Laodicea was lukewarm, and that's where the problem was presented. The water was useless. See, lukewarm water there, for that purpose, describes water you can't use for washing or drinking, for cooking or refreshment. So what is water that's lukewarm good for? Fires and floods overcoming one and contributing to another. But to spend time with it, personally, exposed to it, being in it, or taking it into us, well, that kind of exposure, we all honestly seem to want something different, something either deliberately warmer or purposefully cooler. But I've never heard anyone ask their server, their waitress, their waiter to have their drink sent back and be made lukewarmer, please. Please. The idea is kind of the spiritual equivalent to Yoda's do or do not. There is no try. We men, we folks, we have an inner stairway to heaven. But it's where the dark side and the false are the same force. So pray that the false be not with you. That you're not fooling yourself with the justification of centrist positioning. There are too many of us who are always same place and same thinging ourselves into a monotone monotony, and it will never get us there. It got us here, where we're at, but remember, what got us here will not get us there. We must be choosy. If it's always doing the same thing, always grinding, always deadlines, always drama, always, you know, eating out at places we can't afford, because, you know, the work that we do deserves all that, but there's no budget to really take us where we want to be, but we don't behaviorally budge and make any real changes, and we do so by justifying that it's always worked out okay. But has it? Has it really? Has anyone ever stopped and done the numbers to see? Or is it like, well, is it like licking paper? Huh? Okay, listen up. Ask some folks about their repetitive cycles in life and why they keep doing the same old thing, that same place, same thing, so many things all the time. No matter the unhappiness and the outcome, the drama bombs that they drop on a dime and ask them, ask them, is that how they really like it? And they'll probably respond, ah, sure, it's not that bad, I can handle it. But push, poke, and prod a little harder and ask again. Say, I didn't ask if it was okay and not that bad. I asked, if you really like it that way, the stress, the drama, the frustration, etc., is maybe, is it what you like? Or is it just like licking paper? What do I mean? Well, ask them if they like licking paper, and they'll likely give you the same type of answer. Oh, it's okay. It's not that bad. I can lick paper. Or would they really rather say, oh, I really like to lick paper. I look forward to it. I schedule my life around every chance I get to do it because I like licking paper. I like doing it that much. Or would they say, 
I really don't like licking paper. I wish either the flavor of paper would change or they'd, there'd be something else that I could take its place with because I really dislike licking paper a lot. See, that's the difference between being either hot or cold on something. But just tolerating licking paper? Well, that's like lukewarm water. So, be either hot or be cold on something. And then locate what you really like and lick it. You can't see the top of the case from the bottom of the stairs. You can't see it from the middle. You've got to climb them puppies yourself. Or go back down and find another way around. But do not stay stuck doing the same old, same old. There is no try. Do or do not. But most importantly, learn to have faith in yourself. Faith is seeing the hot white light with all of your heart when all your worldly eyes can see is darkness on either end of the staircase. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry number 307. If you are the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Confucius. And the guide's point of view on this? The biggest fish don't choose to stay in the smallest ponds. It stunts their growth. So what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean guided system, what have you learned recently that was new and challenging? What have you earned that wasn't just handed to you the same old way? What have you added to the world that was above and beyond just what's familiar to you? And now, reflect on that, respect it, be grateful for it, and before you navigate somewhere next, like, subscribe, and share this episode with someone that you care about. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now... Go get a little dirty learning something new, earning what's not given to you, adding to this crazy world that we share, and navigating your way to something new and next.